Welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I am your host, Richard Taylor Jr. Today is Monday, September 7th, 2020. Hope that you all are doing well. Hope that you've had a great, great weekend. As you all know, we are in the month of September, which is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. I am so excited for the conversations that we have slated. Um, if you haven't already, make sure you go check out Friday's episode talking about the concept of depression, suicide, and other conversations around mental health, not just being a white person's problem, but being something that we as all people can deal with if we're susceptible. I'm super excited for today's conversation. I've got an amazing guest, an amazing friend of the podcast, and we will get to the intro in a second. But before we do, for all of my new listeners, I want to say thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Please make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform you might be listening on, and make sure you share it as well. And of course, for my returning listeners, my dreamers, those who have been down from day one or, you know, maybe the first few days, whatever. Thank you all so much for tuning back in. Please continue to share the Between the Dream podcast. I'm going to get my stuff out the way early because after this, we're going to go ahead and get in with our guests. So you can follow me on Instagram, Jr. Facebook and LinkedIn is Richard L. Taylor Jr. Twitter is at TrulyTaylorMade. And of course, you can go to my website, richardtaylorjr.com. There you'll be able to find out more info about me, some of my videos, all of my books, and all of the brand new apparel that we have for this upcoming month. Without further ado, though, I want to get us started off like I normally do with either a quote or some kind of passage from um, a book. And today we're going to be coming from my fifth book, The Other Side, Freedom from Depression and Suicide. And I'm super excited because I feel like this is going to be a great link into today's conversation. So we're talking about chapter six today. Chapter six is called Guarding Your Gates, right? And so in this chapter, I talk about how it's important for us to just be mindful of guarding what we see, what we listen to, what we speak out of our mouths. Um, you know, sometimes like it sounds crazy, but even when it comes to our senses, right? Some of the things that we smell, like literally pull us into a space of relapse or they can be identified in what we know as a trigger. So um, in this chapter, there was a portion in there where I talked about allowing access. And so um, this is what I said. I was like, um, it, it might be deep for some, it might not be deep for others. It might be indulging in gossip or um, an impulse to spend into debt uh, whatever spoke to your heart that led to your lowest moments, you can avoid by choosing not to allow access. When I say choosing not to allow access, I do understand that there will be moments when you can't avoid certain things because you can't control the situations around you. But with that being said, you can control yourself. And with that, for example, being out in public, seeing something by chance and being triggered by it, that's understandable. And those are the times when you should be focused on um, proving something to yourself when it comes to fighting your triggers, battling your triggers, and staying ahead of your triggers. So I thought that that was really important because our friend today, Miss Cherish, Princess Jackson, will be joining us, and she is here live right now, and I know she's going to be talking to us today a lot about triggers, but before we get there, she's going to get into her own personal story. So, got to let you know that she is an MBA. She is a mental health blogger. She is the creator of Orange Daisies LLC, and I love it. With Orange Daisies LLC, it's a mental health and bath company, and she does 
does her blogging through there as well. She's also got a book that she's going to let us know about that she has um, pre-sales on right now. Without further ado, Cherish, thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast episode. How are you, my friend? Thank you. Thank you. I am so far doing pretty well, just getting ready for virtual learning with my students. There you go. Okay. Okay. So you, you, you really, you really about to be in front of the computer for six hours a day with students coming up next week then. Yes. The computer has literally turned into my best friend. I've learned how to code. <laughs> I've learned how to decode. Like I've learned how to do so much stuff. Love it. Working with this. <laughs> love it. Love it. Well, look, I, I thank you so much for taking your time to, to join in with us today because obviously you are super busy, um, but I'm so excited to have you. I know that I reached out to you kind of semi last minute to say, hey, how would you feel about hopping on here? But no, I, I think in all seriousness, I did that just because of the fact that you are doing some phenomenal work, um, you know, in the mental health field. And it's so funny because I know that you originally reached out to me and you were like, oh, yeah, it's like my mental health mentor. And then come to find <laughs> out like, yo, like we're like six degrees of separation when it comes to like connections and friendships. And, and yeah, so I, I was like, oh, this is dope. But I think just in you reaching out and you hit me up and, and just spreading so much love, I thought it was so dope because of the fact that, you know, you are doing an, uh, amazing work yourself. And so it's crazy. People always reach out to me saying like, oh, Richard, man, I'm learning a lot from you. But as much as folks learn from me, I actually relish the opportunity of learning from others. And so just being able to see what you're doing right now and everything that's going on, I love it. So without further ado, let's hop into this. So tell us a little bit about yourself from the work standpoint. I know you mentioned that you're a teacher, right? So what are you teaching? And then after that, you know, give us a little bit about everything that you're doing with Orange Daisies as well. So thank you so much for that introduction. My heart is like sinking right now. I truly appreciate you. Thank you. Absolutely. It always feels good to hear how awesome you are from someone else because you know your mind won't always tell you. Facts, um, facts. But I am a, a special education teacher. I teach in an autism unit, grades third through fifth. I was terrified to teach that grade because I'm usually a kindergarten to second grade kind of person. You. But you know, I'm always being the challenges and the odds. So I'm a third through fifth grade autism teacher. Um, for kids with moderate to severe disabilities and autism. Right now with Orange Daisies, um, I am really pushing Suicide Awareness Month as I've had three attempts. So I have a whole 15-day challenge going on. Um, wow. I'll get into some, some other uh, challenges that I'm doing for the, for the various um, things that are coming up in, in a couple of months, but I'm really pushing the suicide prevention. So each day I have something, a challenge for uh, my strivers to do and to participate in. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. And so I think that that's amazing. So with Orange Daisies, and I thought that this was dope too, when you first reached out about Orange Daisies, um, you, you decided that you were going to do a mental health and bath company, right? So like what really inspired that portion? Because I know that you're doing a lot on the side of like organic bath products that you got coming out in January of 2021. So like, what was the, what was the move behind that? What inspired that for you? I love that question. So for me, I've been to various forms of therapy just because I have, I mean, any trauma you can name, I'm quite sure that I can, I can knock it off my list. I've been through so much trauma, mm -hmm. um, so many different things. Um, and I am starting the uh, emotional piece of, of my therapy. I think M, M, EMDR or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm getting into that. But 
one therapy that really worked with me worked for me was hydrotherapy love it and so that's things with water and things with like the ocean and so for me when i'd go to therapy and i'd speak i'd feel whole but when i take a nice shower with specific essential oils that that would help with the specific disorder i felt more at peace oh yeah so i went i did extensive research on all the mental health disorders possible from ocd to adhd i mean to all of them and i looked up what essential oil best suits that mm -hmm. mental health disorder so like for addiction uh pepper the essential oil of pepper helps with that for anxiety lavender yep. lemongrass um uh even down to eucalyptus so i looked them all up to give people a different option of therapy yeah i love it no i think that's great so i'm probably one of the only men in america um that consistently takes bath like i could literally take a bath every day um <laughs> yes. and so part of that is because i grew up poor and our shower didn't work so all we had was <laughs> baths to take and i got accustomed to it early right um but I, I love taking baths and so it's funny like with me as a pseudo athlete i'm not gonna call myself a full-on athlete but you know, I usually run anywhere between five to seven miles a day. Um, and you're an athlete. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, you know what? <laughs> people say I am, but like when I, when I, in the action of it, I'm like, dude, you suck. Like you, I just feel like I'm carrying a piano on my back most days, right? And so, needless to say, though, a big part of recovery for me has always been hot baths. Um, and, and of course, you know, when gyms were open as they reopen and now, um, I always loved doing either the sauna, but more than the sauna, I loved doing the hot tub. Um, mm. but not just the hot baths for me, what, what really helped on the recovery side, um, for me in the, in the adult side of it now over the last maybe three or four years had been the taking of the baths using like, uh, Dr. Uh, Teal's, uh, no, it was the doctor, yeah, Mr. Teals or whatever. Teals, Epsom yes. salt. You know, they have different kind of Epsom salts and stuff. And so that was like a huge start. And then I really started getting into like the usage of essential oils, um, specifically when I had like a few physical injuries, right? So um, I was dealing with like plantar fasciitis in my foot. And I started using lemongrass essential oil because lemongrass is actually really good on the side of inflammation as well, you know, within the body. And then, of course, you know, on the relaxing side, it did come the eucalyptus. It became the lavender, right? It became, you know, the benefits of like Himalayan sea salt and how oh, those yes. play a huge part. And so it, it was cool because I started it physically. My wife was using essential oils um she works in a naturopathic medical field and so for her she was using the essential oils from the diffusers around our house because of the fact that you know cold season is a real life thing so we got like thieves blasting but then it was funny like the the oils that she was putting in the diffuser i just took them and started like dropping them in my <laughs> bath like boom. and so i love it like when i saw that you were doing this with the bath company i thought it was great simply because of the fact that when we talk about um proactivity in our mental health you know a part of it is what we do in that downtime of self-care but specifically around things that that i i personally tell people all the time like yo i feel like yo this is god god blessed us with this right like this is yes. it's natural it's not big pharma it's not stuff you know it's not stuff that's going to alter mood in a negative way or anything like that and so i think that that's dope and I, i'm glad that you shared that with us because i always feel like there is some kind of like personal tie that comes along with um, uh, 
with why we do what we do, right? Yes. And so, yeah, no, I, I think that that's great. Uh, let's dive deeper, though. Um, I know for you, you know, you, you carry such a, a heart in this work um, as uh, a person who not only is an advocate, but I think is somebody who carries a lived experience. And I just, I mean, tell us about yourself in that regard. Like, what is it that got you into this space um, that led you, you, you mentioned the attempts. I, I just want to hear from you on that. Like, get, let us know about you. All right, completely vulnerable. Um, my first, so I've been through tons of sexual trauma stemming from five years old. Mm -hmm. And so um, my first attempt was in college and I had uh, been through a sexual assault and I was trying to explain it to my friend. And so, you know, he, he had, he explained to our, it was a circle of us. He had explained to us that she's lying, she's making it up. And so mm. I was just kind of at that point down and I just felt like, okay, I have been triggered by this so many times. I have been through this so many times and I just kind of like lost my way. Mm. And I just, I was, I was in my dorm room actually in college, it was in the fall. And I, that's where I attempted it. I, it wasn't like I just like strategically thought about it. It was just right on the fly. And I just decided to do it. I ended up waking up afterwards. And I was like, dang, I even suck at that. Like I was just mm -hmm. so mad at everything. But that was my, my first attempt. So I was uh, 18. And then my other two attempts, the, the, um, the other two was recently, um, like so like a year ago, year and a half ago. And so with that, I had been battling a lot of just stress with one of my ex-boyfriends and all the legal stuff with that. So me trying to be, as people say, a Monica, you know, mm -hmm. holding somebody down, supporting them, being there for them, and then you end up getting in trouble legally because of them. Yeah. So with all of that, I just really got to a very depressive point um, I wasn't able to teach because of a record. I wasn't able to, like, I had to, I had so much stuff stripped away. I lost my job. I lost my teaching license. And so I was just like, okay, this is it for me. Because if I can't teach, if I can't lead, I'm, I, I'm, I just, I just want to end it all. And mm -hmm. so I, I was in my apartment and um, I tried, uh, it was probably like in the afternoon or so. And I was not successful with that either. Mm. And then a little bit after that, I tried too. So I tried various forms and I was not successful either. So I ended up just waking up. So I was like, you know what? Maybe this is God telling me that I deserve to be on this earth and I should tell people my mission and I should tell people what I've been through from domestic violence to sexual assault to molestation to um, domestic abuse, just like everything to show them I'm a real person who's who's been through this, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, I, I can help you with what you're going through. Absolutely. That's so incredible um, that you, you know, you, you dealt with all of this and kind of just really been able to find the other side of it, uh, no pun intended, but, you know, for you to say that, you, you know, sexual trauma, obviously, at a young age, and that's something that we hear so much about. And um, I was actually watching an unfortunate video earlier about a, a, a young girl who was, who was being stripped from her father and she didn't want to go back with her mother because of the fact that, you know, um, there was some sexual trauma taking place on that side with her mom. 
and and with her mom's boyfriend or whatever. And so uh, you, you talk about the times where it, it, it goes ignored or things like that that happen and they go overlooked. And so um, it makes it a lot harder for for us to to trust people after having those kind of experiences and kind of reliving those cycles. And so the fact that you were able to, even in your dealings, come out on this side of it, I think that that's amazing. And so thank you for sharing that and thank you for your vulnerability within that. And so I know that for you, um, having to go through those struggles and having to see all of those things, um, it can easily put you in a space to where certain circumstances in the future, whether you recognize it from far off or whether it's something that comes up in a moment's time, they can lead to this concept of being triggered. And when we talk about suicide, when we talk about um, specifically around trying to prevent them, um, one of the things, and you talked about this, was that people don't always pay attention to the triggers, right? And how those can lead into some areas. And what, what has that process been like for you specifically around, one, being able to identify triggers, and then two, in the moments when you are triggered, how, how do you, uh, I don't want to just say cope, because I feel like it's more than just coping in that moment. Like there's some action that has to take place. What does that process look like for you? So when I feel, because I also have um, three mental health disorders too, so severe anxiety disorder, OCD, mm -hmm. and on top of that, psychophysiological insomnia. Mm. I had to figure out what that was because I was like, no, nah, I don't have that. And yeah, that's real. Because I have a lot of trauma with like night tears and stuff and because I've conditioned myself to be terrified to go to sleep because of the things that would happen at night. I usually wake up panicking or I, I get three to four hours of sleep. I thought that was pretty normal, but it's not. So, yep, so absolutely. Um, yeah, but um, some of the things that I do when I notice my triggers is I write, I write it down um, and I start to categorize it. So at the end of today, I'll say, I feel slightly anxious. I feel, hmm, how am I feeling? And I, I go, I do a body scan. And so I touch my head, I feel warm. My nose is twitching. My face feels feels uh, hard. My eyebrows are 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 um, pointing down. I go to my heart. My heart is racing, and I put them into categories. And then I look at kind of like the ABC method when they do with special education. So what's the antecedent? What's the behavior? What's mm -hmm, the consequence? Mm -hmm. So I say, well, what did I do before I started to feel my eyebrows push down and my and my um, my heart's race? I was looking at something on Facebook. What was I looking at? And then I start digging deeper and deeper. So now I know I'm not just, oh, I had a bad day. I can say I had a day where I didn't do success, so successful striving at X, Y, and Z. Mm. So instead of me saying I had a horrible day, I had an unwell day because I did not do a good job at staying away from looking at politics on Facebook because it makes my heart race and it That's makes good. me yeah. very upset. Mm -hmm. That is why what I can do is when I see it, I can hide it from my timeline. So mm -hmm. I always, like you said, there's an action. It's not just inhale, exhale. Like we all know that does not work to a yeah. certain extent. Yeah. Um, physically writing down. And then I started to come up with different things myself. So I call it pedal breathing. Uh -huh. So you, I, and I'll try to explain it cause I know you can't see it, but I just take my index and my thumb and I touch it together. Uh -huh. And I take my other index and my thumb and I touch it together. And I try to breathe 
through those two holes. And it's really, it sounds silly before you do it, but when you actually do it, it takes so much focus to line your fingers up and to breathe through and to actually like, <laughs> you know, like you, yeah. like you sitting up there, like trying to match two circles together. But and it, like, it causes you to focus though. It like, you yes, literally it have to focus in. Yep. Yeah. You're literally <laughs> focusing in on trying to make this circle and trying to breathe air through these two holes. So now instead of you thinking about you seeing something political on Facebook, you thinking about, okay, how do I make a circle with my two fingers and how do I breathe in? That's it. Yeah. I do a lot of um, pressure points too. So, and anyone can Google these, they're pressure points. We have, um, we have them in our hands, our wrists. Mm -hmm. We have them in our necks, our temples, at the top of our heads. And so I do a lot of pressure point breathing where I repeat an affirmation. So I'll touch my wrist and I'll say, I don't have to respond. I can respond when I'm ready. And mm -hmm. I'll just keep repeating that until I feel my heart rate begin to drop. Yeah, love it, love it. Um, one of my favorite, and this is so, it's not off subject because it's really right in the conversation, but um, one of my favorite superheroes is the Incredible Hulk. And so one of the things that Bruce Banner would do, he had, um, in the comics, he had disassociative identity disorder. And so that is literally a huge part of why he became the Incredible Hulk outside of the fact that he was filled with gamma radiation. A lot of it came from childhood traumas. And so anything triggered him. You know, there was a part in the, the first Avengers movie where he spilled his secret and he was like, that's my secret. I'm always angry. And that's why he's able to just transform in a minute. And I thought it was interesting, though, because um, in the character development in certain parts of the comic book and in certain parts of uh, different movies actually showed that like he had breathing exercises. He had moments where he would talk himself down through affirmation and exactly what you said. It was like literally telling yourself, you do not have to respond to this, right? Like I always push for people to take back ownership, telling yourself you are the captain of your ship. But it's one thing to, to say it, it's another thing to put it into action. I love the fact that you brought this to us because this is how you start to put it into action in that moment that it's happening. Yes. And I think that that's so important. So I love that. Um, any other practices like for you as far as like, um, you know, exercises definitely that you've mentioned, you know, having three other um, uh, 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 diagnoses on the mental health piece. Um, you know, physical activity, uh, diet, eating. I know that some people, you know, it comes through food. Like, what does that look like for you as well? So for me, I always try to include a fruit. Like, okay. you know how they used to say apple a day? Keep I going. include three different fruit a day because with the different fruits, and a lot of people feel indifferent about that because fruit has sugar and, you know, X, Y, and Z, but I include, I don't care if I'm biting an apple eating an orange and eating a grape, three fruit a day. And then with natural diet, sugar is always going to beat out refined <laughs> sugar or any, I mean, I'd rather my yes. sugar come from a fruit naturally than anything that's going to have a sugar mixed into it. Exactly. But what so, do I know? You know, I'm listening. So go there y'all go. <laughs> <laughs> but um, also what helps too, I know that a lot of salt triggers my anxiety. Mm -hmm. which I just recently found that out last year when I was like, I love eating hot chips, but I'm always anxious after I eat hot chips. So I was like, this is nothing but the devil. <laughs> like, now, what works with my diet, watching my salt, and honestly, whatever you want to eat, throw it over lettuce. Mm -hmm. It sounds so simple and so silly, but throw it over lettuce. If you want a chicken patty, throw it over lettuce. If you want steak, 
throw it over lettuce. So make yourself a natural salad to help you throughout the day that give you that natural energy. That way you're not um, depending so much on other things to, to help you get through like caffeine or, you know, pills are okay. I'm definitely, I'm not going to turn those down. But if you are looking for a, a natural approach, throwing anything over salad will definitely work. Yeah. Um, with my exercise, I do a lot of yoga. I get a lot of pushback from the Christian community about that too. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of them believe yoga is very demonic, which, you know, I, I can, I can see that. I can see that. But for me, I take it as a science. Physical therapists use yoga. When, it, when you break your ankle, what are you doing? Yoga. When you mm-hmm. sprain your leg, mm-hmm. yoga. They tell you to stretch and bend. Yeah. So I do yoga every day and I throw everything over salad. <laughs> throw everything over salad. That's so interesting. Throwing, I, I never thought about that, but that, like, that part really sticks out the most. It's like, hey, le- lettuce. Time for lettuce. Like literally. Yeah, is- throw it over lettuce. <laughs> That is hilarious. Awesome. So this is so, like 70 something percent of water. It is. It really is. Yeah. No, it really so. is. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's so it's funny because I usually do a lot with the cute, like I juice a lot. And so um, I, I use cucumber just because cucumber and then um, also uh, uh, celery. Those two oh, yes. carry a huge amount of water in it. And so it's kind of like I'm cheap too. So it's like my, my fruits that I juice are usually more expensive, but you can get you know, four cucumbers for a buck fifty, and they're huge. You can yes. get a whole stalk of celery for a dollar, and I'm like, oh well, I'll just use this as the base. But the reason why I use it as the base is because it carries so much liquid from water, which the body needs, though, right? And so I love that you say that too, because the reality is, is that um, I don't think people always understand that when you talk about mind and mood alteration from a uh, an intake standpoint of food that literally fruits and vegetables and even going back to like you think about some of the oils that you mentioned they come from different um, herbs uh, and, and different plants and flowers that can be consumed in different ways so like for me I am a huge I like when I say tea connoisseur like I don't do coffee but I got about <laughs> 150 different teas I kid you not but a lot of them are literally like a lot of them are are are, are usually infused elderflower, elderberry, um, licorice. When when my stomach is upset, ginger, mango, like, and and Ooh, so that's ginger the is good. Thing. Like when you talk about all of these different um, components of of things that we could be taking in, um, and why they're so beneficial, and of course having them in place of what we would normally do. Because when you look at processed foods, when you look at a lot of foods that are high in sodium that normally have a longer shelf life, nine times out of 10, they're usually pumped with things that are not only not good for the body, but also have a negative effect when it comes to moods within our, um, and, and you and I could probably go into this from a conversation of you working with students with autism. Right. Um, obviously, uh, on the special education side, students that have ADD or ADHD, the foods when it comes to some of our favorites, whether it comes through the form of cereal or snacks, truthfully, a lot of what's put in there specifically around the things that we can't necessarily fully name when we read it, yeah. a lot of those <laughs> agents that they put in the food actually have an adverse effect when it comes to our mood, 
when it comes to sometimes that sugar high that we tend to have or some of those lows as well. So I'm pretty sure you've got a lot that you can share there. Oh my gosh. No, and I think it's so important because you know, we look at it a lot of times, specifically conversations of suicide, right? It's kind of like we think of the act in the moment, but there is such a huge buildup that comes from so many things, obviously past lived experience, past trauma, but then of course to foods and, and just our day-to-day living essentially. Yes, yes. And I and I want to just jump in. Ginger, you mentioned ginger. <clears throat> Ginger has saved my entire life. I have yeah. asthma too. I, oh, wow. I'm, I'm a mixture of so much stuff. Like <laughs> I don't even know how I'm ever to smile right now. But Ginger, when you are having an anxiety attack that triggers your uh, breathing or even an asthma attack, throw some ginger on your throat. It You will cough up like something that's like black afterwards. And I was mm-hmm. scared, but that's just all the mucus that it actually, like ginger literally sucks it out. So mm-hmm. yes, yep. you, you own it with the ginger. Seriously. And I mean, so it's, I mean, I think, you know, at the end of the day, we talk about being proactive rather than reactive. And so for those of you all that are listening, this is essentially just small steps that we can take in our daily health life and and living to um, ensure that we are on, um, I guess you can say the right side of our health and just trying to make sure that we are giving ourselves a fighting chance when it comes to mental health issues that could arise, that could lead to anxiety, that could lead to depression, that could lead to personality disorder, that could lead to, you know, ideation of suicide, because before it ever becomes an action, it is a thought, right? The ideation happens first. And then as we engulf ourselves within the ideation, um, you know, that's where the doorway kind of opens to what could become the action. And so thank you for sharing that. Let me ask you this question, um, because I know that it's important when you talk about triggers and when you talk about dealing with everything that you've dealt with, how important was uh, the power of community for you when it came to having uh, not just people around, but the right people, people that would listen, maybe not judge you, but hear you and just be supportive? That was extremely important. I didn't know how lost I was until I seen my first therapist. And all they asked was, the first question was, how was your day? And I just start bawling. I didn't even know where to start because I didn't know what, like, I didn't know how to name anything. I just mm-hmm. was like, I'm just existing at this point. I have nothing really to live for. Um, but having that community around me, but being selective was so important. Not all family, it's family, you know, like, mm-hmm. and it's harsh to say it that way, but just because y'all were born, thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> like, like just because we were born through the same, like bread, like, it does not mean that we share the same values. So you have to take and select the different family members that you're going to surround yourself with. I know a lot of times when people are venting to their families, their families are very negative mm-hmm. or they can be very religious with stuff. So there's a difference between being super religious and being spiritual. A lot of religious folks are judgmental and um you know and 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 they take the concept of mental health and they like i was told i have spirits demonic spirits in me mm-hmm. i said no it's actually called anxiety disorder like i'm not demonic i promise you yeah so i had real. to figure out like okay maybe i won't vent to you but i'll vent to you because you're more like you understand that this is a mental thing that this is real suicide yeah. is actually real yeah so um you know I, like picking the the right people to be around even friends I've cut off friendships that, you know, 10 years, five years, six years, three years. 
it's okay to let those people go. There's sometimes, you know, as the, as the quote says, some people are in your, your life for a season or for a reason, for mm-hmm. a lesson or for a blessing. And so it is okay to let some people go for that season. I know that I'm going through depression. I'm trying to get through this. It's okay if I let you go because you're not serving me well right now. Mm-hmm. And if we decide to connect in the future, cool. But mm-hmm. right now I'm going to get my space. Yeah. and um, remove yourself from those individuals. And I've done that, and I feel so whole inside. Yeah. I really do. And it doesn't mean that it's slight or that there's issues as far as, like, you being mad at the person or vice versa. It's just, it really does boil down to one of those things where it's very hard for people who either don't understand and don't want to understand or maybe refuse to understand, you know, your circumstance, right? And and I, I think, you know, you mentioned the whole piece on the religion side. I talk about that in, uh, with my third book, love between my scars about how one of the things that was commonly told was that oh it's a demon just pray about it right and it's kind of like hey well even for those of the faith who who call themselves believers you know the, the 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 bible that they believe in clearly states you know faith without works is dead so even if it was a thing of just praying i'm like well no like there's some work that has to be done here naturally when you talk about going to a therapist when you talk about understanding you know, from a medical standpoint, what this thing is and how it looks naturally on a day to day. Right. Yes. Um, otherwise, it's kind of like, oh, I'm just going to take this sword and swing at the air. Like, no, bro, like, <laughs> we got to We got to work. <laughs> you got to you got to make this thing real and, and, and it's understandable. So I think that that's amazing. And I'm glad that you shared this with us um, as we get ready to wrap up. I, I just want um if you could, for anybody who might be going through, who might be struggling, if you could give any words of encouragement to somebody who finds themselves in a space where they are questioning their life, their life's purpose, the value of their life, the worth of their life, what would you say? You matter and you are worthy. You just haven't found your calling or your circle yet. When I was, when I had my first suicide attempt, I had over 15 friends coming in freshman year of college. I was popular, but I didn't have the right surrounding net. So I didn't have my purpose. So I didn't see any purpose within myself. When you look at it from that standpoint, then you will be able to understand I have value, but you're not going to find your value if you're surrounded or if you're around the people who don't share the same ideologies as you. Once I removed myself from that group, once I removed myself from negative uh, dating relationships, I began to find my own passion. I was living for myself. I found my worth. I found my value. But for as long as I was with those people and at home, I didn't understand. I didn't see my value. I didn't see my worth. You are very worthy. You just have to separate yourself and see that worth in a different lens. It may be going off to college to a different state. It may be taking a new job. It may be getting into a different career, f- career field because mm-hmm. something right now isn't serving you that's pushing you to that suicidal level. You matter. You are very worthy. Take the time to examine the things around your life that may not be serving you and how you can share your characteristics in a different, in a different sense. Everyone has amazing attributes. You just haven't been able to shine. Love it. Words of wisdom and care and empathy from cherished Princess Jackson. Hey, do us a favor. Um, let us know where we can follow you at on social media. Also, please let us know about your new book that's coming out and anything else with Orange Daisies LLC and all the other projects that you got coming up. I know you mentioned a challenge coming up too. So please let us know about all of it. 
Yes, thank you so much. So you can follow me on Instagram at Orange Daisies LLC. I'm on Twitter at underscore Orange Daisies LLC. I'm on Facebook at Orange Daisies LLC. I have a social group, Orange Daisies LLC social group. Oh, <laughs> I'm on Pinterest. <laughs> I'm on Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'm everywhere. Um, I have a new book that's com coming out. It is a faith-based devotional. Um, it is taking biblical stories and relating them to our life. So I take the story of David and Goliath and I make this amazing parable between, you know, looking at how he was able to be, beat Goliath, which is to me, my, with my mental health disorders, my stress, my triggers, and how mm. I was able to be a David and how I'm able to be a David through all of my Goliaths or, mm. you know, mental health disorders. So you can be on the lookout for that. That is dropping in October. So pre-sales, I'm taking them right now. Thank you so much. Love it. Love it. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, Cherish Princess Jackson, thank you so much for just coming on and really sharing all of this today. Um, definitely would love to have you back as we dive into some deeper conversations too, I think around that childhood trauma piece. I feel like there's a whole lot there that we could probably talk about um, and really kind of give some light and shed some light into. So definitely be expecting me to hit you up real soon because <laughs> I think that'll be a good conversation as we lead into the fall time. It's an honor. It's Absolutely. An honor. <laughs> thank you once again. For those of you all that are catching this podcast live, thank you so much for tuning in. And for those of you all that are on the replay, listen, um, thank you as well. As always, you're not losing in life. You're not failing. You're simply between the dream. Don't forget the month of September is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. And I think that it's so important that we are aware that we take the time to learn and empathize, even though it might not be our struggle. It could be a struggle of somebody who's near and dear to us, or maybe somebody who's going to cross our path at some point in time. But either way, let's remember to learn um, through love, through empathy, and through um, a, a lens that allows us not to be distracted, caught up in ourselves all the time, but a heart that's led with helping other people. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Peace.